bitches just a really quick disclaimer um Anya and I talk about jobs and jobs that we've had in the past but we make absolutely no reference to employment that we currently might be in and also the Tesla thing was a joke he Welcome to the Girlo Group Chat, a podcast where two sisters talk shit and solve all the world's problems from two different hemispheres. And this week on the Group Chat, we are talking about awful bosses. I love this one, right? I am a manager in a large organization. If you're watching this and you're going, Anya, that's you, just go ahead and Go ahead and unfollow us. Thank you. Thank you so much. But other than that, I've had many a shit fucking boss mm. in my life. I think this is going to be great. I could write the book on this. So specifically, <laughs> nah, mate, honest to God, like specifically like working in healthcare, but as a nurse, oh mm. my fucking God. Tyrannical. Oh. So before we get into it, Here are you. What's going on? So this is Anya. Anya is my sister. And until Anya was about 12, her physical comfort was rubbing goggles on her (laughs) nose. (laughs) So I wanted to bring this up every single podcast so far. And I I was unsure whether or not that was even going to be a thing. Um, Oh, my God. I was like, is is that too far? I feel like that that could be the line. I feel like that could be the line. So basically, some, some context to this. Um, if Anya was feeling uncomfortable as a child, uh, her little comfort was basically... Uh, <laughs> actually, I, I'm thinking about it now as an adult. And I'm like, this is wild. How did nobody bring you somewhere? So Yeah, literally. <laughs> if Anya was feeling uncomfortable, which was often. Yeah. So basically you, so you would have, uh, some like swimming goggles in your hand mm-hmm. and you would, mm-hmm. did you suck your thumb as well? You would rub your nose with your index finger with the rubber off the piece of goggles. And so you just mm-hmm. went around holding a piece of swimming goggles in your hand for at least five years. Oh my God. It was definitely more than that. Holy no, shit. I'm trying to, be, I'm trying to be kind. It was like. I came out with a womb clutching them things. I swear to God. <laughs> so now that I think of it, I'm like, yeah, she was she was stimming and she was trying to like self-regulate, but didn't work on. No, <laughs> Basically, the whole thing was that I liked the feeling of the rubber from the goggles. And <laughs> so weird. Yeah, so you were definitely unwell. Um <laughs> That's good, crack. Oh, I wish I went first there. Mine is boring. Go on. I'm glad. So, this is my sister, Claire. And Claire doesn't put water in her toothbrush before brushing her teeth. <laughs> That's all I needed to say. <laughs> oh, my God. The person that I may or may not live with realized this the other day because I put... Oh. So, yeah, so he came into the bathroom to do his teeth and I was doing my teeth and I had the 
fucking toothpaste in my hand and I did mine and then I did his. Yeah. And I just walked off, brushed my teeth and he was like, oh, <gasps> you don't put butter in your toothbrush. You don't put, what? Oh my you don't put God. water in your toothbrush. I also ferociously brush my tongue until I vomit most oh times. Oh my God. By accident. If you would like to see a video of this, uh, contact me. I'll send it to you. I don't, I don't, whoever you are, whatever you're going to use the video for, I'll send it to you. It is really disturbing. Mm. Do you remember, do you remember the video I'm talking about? Oh, well, I just know that I FaceTime you while I'm brushing my teeth in the morning and that I now just face the camera away because I can just hear you gagging <laughs> watching me on the other end. Oh my God. Like it's, you're trying to hurt yourself. <laughs> well, you just, you need to get right back to the back of your throat. Otherwise your teeth aren't clean and you're going to have a bad day. You're going to have a bad day. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Not well. Life advice from Claire. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I'm a healthcare professional. Ah, fucking hell. Right, so how was your week, you little fucking weirdo? My week... Well, it's Monday, so today my day was great. Uh, oh. I So I... <laughs> I'm doing this post-grad in psychosexual medicine. And we had like a seminar yesterday and we have to like present a case basically like about somebody that we had an interaction with and that, you know, had a psychosexual issue or whatever. It's all like confidential yeah. or whatever. Um, but you discuss it. And basically I told my case, which obviously like I can't actually talk about, but um, mm-hmm. all of the other practitioners that were there, like they were just like sitting there watching me horrified as I was talking. And I was like, oh, maybe it's <gasps> kind of fucked up. Um but my take home from that was I need to be more assertive. I really need to okay. be more assertive with people. Um, so today I did an assertive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did you one. You did an assertive. I did an assertive today. Yeah. I Someone, asserted today. Yeah, I, I, I asserted today. So somebody came to me and they were like, la la la. And I was like, no. And they were like, but la la la. And I was like, no. So yeah, I uh, like the very strange uh, person that I am. I whispered to myself under my breath in front of this woman, boundaries, boundaries, <laughs> boundaries to myself, just to remind oh my myself God. to be brave. Yeah. Um, so I, I did an assert uh, today and I said, no, I'm not doing that. Uh, and it felt oh my God, uh, great for like, no, first, first I was like, oh god and then i was like no yeah. you're a fucking grown-ass woman get over yourself and just fucking say no to somebody i'm far oh too accommodating god. far too accommodating so now i'm like i need to be a bitch even though it's not being a bitch that's just what <laughs> patriarchy tells us but yeah. now i'm like no i'm going to be assertive um i love this yeah so that was like a triumph today and oh, also we had a sober weekend which was delicious we had mm-hmm. our friends over at the weekend and i cooked a beef brisket sous vide in a slow water bath over two and a half days uh so that was nice we had that yeah. on like sandwiches for lunch oh, which yeah and sandwiches yeah beef brisket sandwich it's kind of like pulled pork and i made like a homemade red cabbage slaw Oh, yeah, yeah. So that was that was my week. I did an assertive, and uh, <laughs> I I made some really nice food. How was your week? Oh, Matt. So we had Monday off. We had a public holiday. It was Labor Day. So I had the most beautiful 
long weekend seeing my in-laws. First we went, me, my mother-in-law, uh, Kane's gran and auntie. We went oh. to high tea. We pretended oh. to be ladies is what we kept saying. We went to high tea on Saturday in the Hilton and had just, oh my God, the most beautiful experience. If you are in New Zealand and you are gluten-free, go for high tea in the Hilton because they literally accommodate the shit out of you. Oh, Ooh. I am absolutely obsessed. Literally, I had the same things as everybody else and they just made gluten-free versions. Wow. I know that if you're not gluten-free, that does not sound like a big deal. If you are, you understand the fucking pain. Mm. So I did that on Saturday and then literally most of Saturday, all of Sunday, I did so much wedding planning. It mm. was insane. I organized this shit to within an inch of its life. <gasps> oh my God, it was so good. Like all of the emails that maybe need to be sent in a couple of weeks, sent them over the weekend. Wow. Got everything organized, did like a spreadsheet of everything. Like there's Ooh. a color-coded calendar that has gone out to Ooh. people. Yeah, it is. Oh, my God. It felt absolutely wonderful. And then I ended my beautiful long weekend by organizing my linen cupboard. This oh. is your 30s, people. <laughs> Amazing. Uh it was just fabulous. I've been getting some like really good quality organizing and cleaning done because I'm listening to a wonderful audiobook. So did I tell you that I'm listening to Julia Hart's biography? Yes, you did. So fucking insane. Like literally yeah. read that book or listen to that book, right? So she she talks about um being a fundamentalist conservative orthodox Jew most of her life right and yeah. the the part I found most fascinating was she talks about the mikvah have you ever heard of going to the mikvah no so this is wild okay so basically long story short when you have your period in in this culture and religion this belief you are seen as unclean okay and if you yeah. were to um somehow become pregnant say on the tail end of your period if you had breakthrough bleeding or whatever if you or even if you had bloodstained discharge then your baby's soul is unclean okay so basically <gasps> these women they have they ha so they get their period and then they have to have seven clean consecutive days after the period so they have to put a white cloth into their vagina okay and it has to come out seven oh. days clean if you have some discharge, okay, that's a funny looking colour on like the seventh day, um, that will query your cleanliness, you have to bring your discharge soaked cloth to the rabbi. And the rabbi looks at the cloth that's been in your vagina and will decide whether <laughs> or not it's period blood or if it's discharge. Isn't that fucking wild? So then, what? okay, yeah. So if you are then seven days truly clean, then you go to the mikveh. So the mikveh is basically this place where you go and it's um, run by these Jewish Orthodox women. And you basically, you, you can't wear like nail varnish 
or moisturizer or have like anything in your hair any products or anything and you go and you shower and you like clean under your nails and stuff like that and you have to be like clean to the point where you're like seen as completely pure to god to the point where so julia hart talks about that she even opens her vagina to show the woman to see if there's any discharge in her vagina that's come out from the time when she's had the shower and they basically douche to before she gets into the mikvah so the mikvah is like a body of water it's like a i think it's a natural body of water that's come from like a spring or whatever and they have to dunk three times into the body of water be completely submerged and the lady basically like inspects them and every dunk she will say whether it's kosher or not so if there's like one hair that wasn't totally submerged then that it's not kosher and they have to go again so the whole point is that they are cleansing themselves after being unclean and then after you go to the mikveh then if it's all kosher and now you're clean again then you go home and you you have sex with your husband after going to the mikveh so you have to go to the mikveh after your period can't have sex between the seven clean days and then like before the mikveh they have to be clean first in the mikveh and if you got pregnant and didn't go to the mikveh then your baby is born a sinner and their soul is unclean because you bled isn't that wild that was first of all you were on such a fucking roll there that was such a beautiful explanation of the whole thing um thank you secondly uh wow oh like you know we're not here to comment on other people's religion but holy shit yeah at least julia is out there doing it yeah um i will reserve comment although i don't think there's many orthodox fundamentalist jews listening (laughs) to this podcast considering the shit that we talk about and also in that specific fundamentalist sect of judaism and there is absolutely like no contact with the outside world can't listen to radio um can't like anything that's that's outside of that very very close-knit community there's like they have nothing to do with it basically now it's different obviously like modern orthodox judaism which also i find quite interesting don't know how this has come in but it's here and (laughs) um but yeah i just found the mikveh so interesting so then i basically was like you know them when you can't sleep because you've been scrolling on tiktok wasting your life and mental health so Mm -hmm. i basically just looked up (laughs) hashtag mikveh on tiktok and then there's all these gals going to the fucking mikveh on their tiktok and they're like yeah what? just like finish my period and they're like talking about it and they like explain it and stuff it's oh crazy so interesting I, I am gonna go down a rabbit hole today you know the yeah. only thing that i can think of <clears throat> is the logistical nightmare <laughs> that would be organizing all of this yeah, so that's what the, so that's what Julia Hart says. She was like, the absolute effort to like even just to clean yourself and to prepare yourself for the mikvah takes hours. And also, it means that men and women can only have sex half mm. of the month. And it's basically so the whole thing about sex is it's absolutely not for pleasure, even in marriage. It's only to make a baby. You should only be having sex with the um the goal of becoming pregnant the women are supposed to from when they're married when they're they're teenagers until they're menopausal they're, they should be having babies basically every year um and also she talks about when so she was told by their her rabbi they were told by their rabbi when they got married um 
to when they have sex that she should uh, in her head like recite um parts of the torah like lines of the torah yeah and that he's supposed to just pray and they're basically just supposed to think of god um and women are absolutely under no circumstances to basically like be pleasured foreplay is totally forbidden oh yeah so interesting i found it really really interesting in regards to all of the like psychosexual stuff because i all i could think of was holy fuck all of them the psychosexual issues that would arise from being raised to think that Mm. sex is bad basically i suppose all religion well a lot of religion says that but um yeah i just thought it was wild that is out the fucking gate out the gate the whole, you know putting a, a white piece of cloth inside you for seven holy fuck. but bringing it to the fucking rabbi and saying here oh mate look at that now and tell me is that a bit of fucking vagina glue or is that period Do think you put yeah, imagine you got mixed up between your freezer bags and your <laughs> vagina cloth bag Oh my word. Yeah. Very interesting though. Yeah. So that's that's my piece of history or piece of culture for the day. Right. People have disgusting bosses, Claire. Yes. So they have horrible bosses, horrible workplaces. What the fuck is going on? This this whole thing is actually fucking kind of it, it makes me actually anxious because i've experienced so much of this yeah. so basically we reached out to instagram and basically we so we we both posted separately actually which was a good idea because you obviously have a lot of um followers on the other side of the world which is always good to be relevant to our qe listeners <laughs> um and also a lot of um the people that contacted me were like healthcare specific mm. um so Maybe should I go first with the healthcare ones? Yeah, do it. So currently I have a colleague who trains... So this is from a nurse, right? So she said, I currently have a colleague who trains newbies. And after one of the trainings, he adapted the oath from Game of Thrones to reflect the work we do in the unit and made the newbies read this out loud in front of the entire team. He didn't even mean it as a joke. Oh my God. What the... Like... That's just cringe. That's actually just cringe. Like, you are an embarrassment. If I was working in a unit and the boss made the new people read the oath from Game of Thrones, I literally would just fucking laugh at them. I'd be like, you're actually a complete embarrassment to adulthood. Um, If they had to make any kind of, like, promise or... Just what? Oh, my God, this is awful. So, number one got cornered into an office and dry humped by my manager at the time absolute creep and then it says i was too young and afraid of him to say anything until i got older and realized he abused his power yeah do you know how many of these we've had fuck it is overwhelming Mm -hmm. oh my god oh this so I actually know the, the story. So I actually, do you know what? I'm going to read out uh, a review of this workplace. Oh. So the, so somebody contacted me, right, who is a healthcare professional. Um, 
and they worked for a healthcare institution. Okay, mm-hmm. that's all I'll say. Okay. Um, and they were treated really badly, but apparently so is everybody that works there to the point where there's a lot of like Yelp reviews from their employees and they're <laughs> wild, <laughs> wild. So this one says, I was sacked for having COVID working in healthcare mm-hmm. after being diagnosed with a life-threatening condition by uh, a work doctor um, and brought to the emergency department by management. I had to stay in uh, the hospital for two weeks and had to have surgery. On my return, I was told that my sick leave was out of control and that I was unreliable. Oh my God. So that is a different person to the COVID person? No, it's the same person. And then they got COVID then. And then they got sacked. They literally lost their job. And I was like, I remember this person telling me about this at the time. And I was like, contact the union, contact the union, bring the union. And the the union rep, she brought with her to the meeting because she got sacked straight after coming back, I think, from sick leave. And the union rep was like, let them sack you. Let them sack you. Everything is being documented. Fucking yeah. watch what happens. Oh, um, oh yeah, because it was complete unfair dismissal. Yeah, like, that's absolutely outrageous. Um, sexually harassed and ignored when reporting. All the same manager. Yeah, see this. Oh my god. I'm honestly more traumatized by horrible the horrible work environment than. I am my insane childhood. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh my God, this is awful. My boss asking me to coach her virgin friends on what men want on their wedding night. (laughs) See, what the actual fuck? If I don't understand, if someone has shared with you that they are a virgin, how, how many people is this cunt telling? (laughs) <laughs> Jesus Boss was having a affair with my supervisor While his wife was the restaurant manager So he got fired So he broke into work to delete all the recipes from the PC Which I thought was good, Which I thought was funny I was like oh my god How to destroy a restaurant Yeah um, But then it ends with He's homeless now I was like oh my god Oh Oh my god, that's wild. What a roller coaster. Oh my god. Okay, uh, this person's last job, they found out that this person was autistic and started to treat them like a child, like they couldn't do their job. The joke is on them, though, because their job is a special interest. <laughs> so, uh, the joke is on them. They're in a much better job now, thank god. Okay, this person, this was, oh my god, this was really fucking common as well. Oh, okay. I worked on a sales-driven team that had big targets, but we did really well. So we would celebrate a lot. Every party was like an orgy, though. And everyone would sleep together in, in the offices while we were partying. Even married people. You know, I have heard from... So many friends that worked in like big corporates that this was the vibe. Imagine what? having a meeting in that room on a Monday, being like, "Oh, sure, weren't you just shagging in here on Friday night?" It's like Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> the next one is my favorite. My boss is just a dick. 
<laughs> no explanation. My boss is just a dick. Mm. Okay. Uh, in Bali, English bitch boss charging the local staff fines for speaking their own language. What? That is Fuck. fucking insane. Fines. Oh my god. I so I've had I, a lot of Botox, so you cannot see my reaction, but I am yeah. shocked. Yeah, I haven't had any yet, so you can see mine. But you can't, because wow. this is a fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, male here. Big pod fan. Thanks. Oh, go on, the girls. Couple owned a gym, and I worked there as a personal trainer. New client arrived. I had him in the gym talking through basics. Husband bursts in aggressively. Kicks man out. Big scene and commotion. Guy was after shagging the boss's wife. Why is there so many instances of this mad cheating? Jeez, I couldn't be asked shagging myself, never mind someone else's boss. You're <laughs> <laughs> like, my own board doesn't get a fucking look in. <laughs> Where did they find the time for all this bloody shagging? Literally, Jesus these people aren't getting shagging. any work done. Oh my god. Oh, next one, right? The salon I worked in, my manager kept saying, You're not busy today. Take a half a day off. Only to notice that she was taking clients out, out of my row and moving them to another therapist. Oh my god. She's staying yeah. in her fucking. Her, that's her like livelihood, no? Yeah, exactly. That is fucking, fucking stealing. You can't. I'd see, yeah, see, I, I'd love someone to do that to me because I'm telling you, I need an L scrap now and again. Yep. See, I love, nobody can figure you out, mate, you know? You did an assert <laughs> the other day and now all of a sudden you're fucking scrapping cunts, what? No, it's just older women I have to do asserts to. I have like a block oh. with them cunts. Yeah, I'm scared yeah. of them. Oh, fair enough. Mm. See, a young fellow, oh. Abused by my boss to the point I ended up on antidepressants. Mm. My. My. Mm. I got a lot of that as well. I got Yeah, a there's lot, heaps of it. A lot of that. Like proper like people's bosses like ruining their lives. Yeah. Bullying them like. Bullying them for years and years. See, I worked in a place um, when I was a teenager. We made sandwiches. I won't say more than that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> are they full longs, are they? <laughs> you deserve so much sauce. Actually, should I just say it? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> right, I worked in Subway, Subway as a teenager. First, God, <laughs> Subway in Walkinstown first. Fuck me. <laughs> oh. I worked for a Subway, right? And... The two, the couple that owned the subway, well, the man that owned the subway decided that his wife had nothing to do. And he owned basically a load of the subways in Ireland. His wife had nothing to do. So he literally came in and said one day, you know, she's bored at home. I'm going to let her manage this subway. So, you know, he's our manager that you love. Yeah, he's gone. Anyways, he moved him to another shop and she was allowed to manage our subway. She was the biggest fucking cunt to been in sandwich artist business right yeah, sandwich artist. <laughs> <laughs> she, 
she was an absolute piece of work, right? And they decided that their life wasn't fucking hard enough being millionaires. And so they were going to rip off Subway and make a new sandwich shop that made long sandwiches with the exact same shit. And it was called, do you remember it was called like American Deli or something? Do you not remember this? It was in the square and I helped them open it. No. Oh, it was awful, right? And so she then was like absolutely power mad. She used to come in every morning and go, right, lads, are we all ready? It's Bully Anya day. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, you're not funny. But I was a teenager, so also I didn't say fuck all. Yeah. So she used to be like, yeah, it's Bully Anya day. Anything that happened that was wrong, she'd be like, that was on you. And I'd be like, I just watched you do that. What do you mean it was me? I just watched you make that mistake. It wasn't it wasn't me. She'd be like, no, it was. It was on you. That's all part of Bully Anya Day. You don't understand, oh, on you. Oh, just something about sandwich artists these days. Oh, or man. I was so fucking anxious all the time. And so no, what no. happened was, it was the week that Dad was getting married. And so I was so fucking emotional the whole week. Um, it was actually, it was the day before and I had the next day off because I was getting married. And she was like, actually, bully on your day. I might change my mind. And I just looked at her and I was like, you're a fucking bitch. And she was <laughs> like, what? What? And I was like, no, I can't fucking stand this anymore. I can't do this whole bully on your day thing. I quit. And I, yeah. I did, I took a sandwich and I fucked it on the floor. And I was like, fuck <laughs> you, you stupid cunt. And she was like, oh my oh. God, oh my God. Um, And then literally two other people from the fucking shitty sandwich shop quit on the spot as well. And we all Stop. walked out of the place. <gasps> and then somebody, not me, keyed our car inside afterwards. <laughs> I may or may not have done that actually in my adult years. Oh, I remember I, car. yeah I was very good friends with this girl and uh you know like when I'm mates with someone I'm proper like very loyal and very good friends with them yeah and uh she had told me for years about this uncle that she had and that he was a fucking prick anyway long story short the granddad died and we went up to the gaff for the week and the uncle was there and he came over and he, he was chatting to us like he was Billy Big Bollocks. He owned a fucking shop or something and he thought he was deadly. And he ridiculed her in front of everyone and like sh- publicly shamed her basically. And I was like, hmm. And it was all about this. He loved this brand new fucking Tesla. And I was uh-huh. like, grand. And we were walking out the front and I just, I keyed his car. <laughs> On the way out, I just got my key out and I was like, whoops, I fell. And I just keyed the whole Tesla. <laughs> My soon-to-be ex-boss is holding my annual leave against me for having time off to grieve a family member. <gasps> oh, Jesus. Loads of stuff about, like, family members dying and people not being allowed mm. to have the time off. Yeah, I know somebody in our family, actually, that that happened to, and they walked out. Yeah, good. Oh, my God. They're told she's cope. something like, is she not dead yet or something? Man, and your mom's like, girl, you may or her. <laughs> Slan lap, go fall. Yeah. <laughs> my boss sexually harassed me and got a promotion, even though I reported him. Scumbag. This had, uh, what's the word, deja vu, written mm. all over it. 
Mm. But that is for another podcast. We're going to do a podcast on sexual harassment in the workplace and ways to deal with it because first of all we got so many fucking messages but second of all i have had a horrible case of sexual harassment that i thankfully now have some wisdom from and Mm. some mental health issues lovely (laughs) oh i've never been sexy enough to be harassed (laughs) (laughs) just joking joke joke (laughs) leading one what is it leading cause of paedophilia sexy kids <laughs> sexy all the boys. <laughs> I was watching a comedian the other day who was like, um, uh, you know, I went to a Catholic school and they make you do your first confession when you were eight years old. Do you know how intense that is? Confessing all your sins to your ex. On the floor. On the floor. Botox is really, really starting to set in. It's fucking fucking working hard. Look at it go. I am frozen. <laughs> it's going to be gas. Oh, All the pictures of the wedding, you'll just be like. Yeah, see, that's why I got it now. So I have a bit of movement for the wedding. No, I'm only joking. You can look like a fucking. Oh, yeah. uh, you can look like a tree if I want. Yeah, go on. Um, <laughs> oh, this one creeps me out. Claire can't stop laughing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what the funny thing is for me with that joke though? Well, it's not about the pedophilia thing. It's about the concept of an eight-year-old having an ex <laughs> and being like an adult. <laughs> and being like mortified, being like Oh, <laughs> oh I have to see Dave that. again. You know? <laughs> I keep running into Dave in school. <laughs> oh my fucking nerves have gone. <laughs> Oh, Don't ever tell a fucking Peter Feeney joke in this chat again. Ah, oh, right. Go on, tell us something depressing there. Right. Oh, oh God. Oh. Okay. All the girls that worked in my old job were called lovely girls by the creepy oh. old owner. Someone in my job, uh, not not in the current job, but in a previous job, uh, a male, older male, called me princess one day. Oh, no. I tell you. Mm-hmm. I was like, come here to me now. What did you call me there? Princess, yeah. Your ma's me little princess. Shut the fuck up. Never say that to me again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Princess. Yeah, your ma's me little princess. Mm-hmm. Right, this person. Into work, four minutes late. Manager told me I wasn't allowed to take my hour lunch, only a 15-minute break. I was 17 at the time. Yeah, leave his ass, red flag. (laughs) (laughs) I was 17 at the time, so just sobbed and asked for the HR email, which I think is wonderful, the fact that you had the balls to do that. He told me if I contacted HR, he'd claim that I was lying this was all due to having it out for me because my sister turned him down. 
Stop. See, the biggest red flag out of that whole story is you calling it HR. HR. the fuck in the bin. Yeah, see, that's taken me 10 years to fucking sort out, chap. Stop. HR. It's called HR. Jesus Christ. Oh, there's fireworks. I can hear the fireworks. It's Halloween. You don't have to buy sweets for kids knocking on this door. Oh, my God. I'm undecided whether or not to partake. Just sit with the lights off like a fucking... Yeah, yeah. God, no, don't be a like, cunt. The, sh- the shit that we used to do when we were younger for Halloween, like God Almighty, oh, I remember. I remember one time, right? Because we obviously we used to just go like drinking in fields or whatever, yeah. and fail him. So our man's husband, so like I was literally like a very young teenager, and he was dropping me around to Sirius's house for a inverted commas sleepover, mm-hmm. and he dropped me around and literally walking from the shop. To the girls' house was like Pee Wee and all the girls who had just cans oh and cans and cans, and we just drove past us like for our fuck's sake. <laughs> knocking on the door, being like, I hope her ma's here. And them just dropped me off, being like, Bye now. <laughs> you know, right? One Halloween, I got a crate of beer. I'm a celiac, I beer. can't have beer. You can't drink beer, you mad thing. I tried. Uh, <laughs> I got a crate of beer, and I would have been maybe 15. 14 maybe I don't know <laughs> I got a crate Correct. of beer and a bottle of like fat frog and a bottle of wicked <laughs> like you know the big like oh. litre bottles of the stuff yeah and drank so much that when I fell over I didn't feel it and the whole night was absolutely wonderful dad picked mm. me up to drop me home to Ma's house and he goes come here to me talk to me in my face trying to see if I smell like drink so that he could like yeah. you know let me go inside and he's like I'm checking to see if you've been drinking because I'm not dropping you off to your mas if you have been. And I looked oh. at him straight in his face and I goes, now, now, pussycat. And booped him <laughs> on his nose. And he goes, yeah, you're grand. Go on in. <laughs> Terrible parenting. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I was scuttered. Oh, my God. Now, now, pussycat. And Even- booping him. And he's like, you're yeah. grand, go on. Yeah, he's like, clearly sober. That's something that Anya would do, sober. Stop. Not well. And see, like, even Cause... right, we were we were drunk all the time as soon as we were teenagers going out on Halloween. But sure, even when we were kids, put you in a little fucking polyester outfit, put a big wig on you, loads of hairspray, and then send you off to a fire. Yeah. How more kids didn't go up in flames? Oh, rotten. Remember they used to show us those videos around Halloween at oh, school? The Guardian come. Yeah, about they fucking show you fireworks. Some, uh, some kid that looked like a marshmallow and you'd be sitting there crying after being like, oh, poor Timmy, oh, poor Timmy, I can't believe he fucking looks like a marshmallow now for the rest of his life. <laughs> the special oh. effects makeup falling off these kids who were like, yeah, yeah. don't hold higher fireworks. <laughs> fireworks. Right, go on, give us another one. Okay, boss used to cheese, cheat on his fiance all the time and always got caught. Anytime she found out, he would send me to buy flowers and cards and he would send me to book a hotel room for him when he got kicked out, which was often. Mm. And then, oh Jesus, then he would text me to come over for a drink after she's done all of this. He would text me to come over for a drink to said hotel room. I turned him down every time. So he hated me. I was 18 and he was in his 30s. 
Oh my god. What you've got yourself there is a predator. I got fired from a major TV network because my girlfriend broke her back. So I went to see her in hospital and forgot to take the time out of my timesheet two weeks later. Ended up taking them to court and got $20,000 for unfair dismissal. The boss got let go too. (laughs) Oh my God. That is wonderful. Good for you, Paul. Yeah, legit. Deadly. Wow. Um... I have quite the, the plethora of experience with bad bosses. Being a nurse, um, in in the history of nursing, nurses have always been cunts. <laughs> I don't say that lightly, and anyone who's a nurse will understand exactly what that means. <laughs> uh, nurses are fucking cunts, um, and the, the nurse managers are even bigger cunts. Uh, it's like they, they don't actually teach them how to like manage people and they've just worked long enough in wherever they are to like want a slightly less shittier fucking paycheck. Mm. So they end up becoming managers, these clinical managers. Now I will say though, nurse managers are, are good in a way because they'll get shit done because there's no scarier cunt than the CNM, which is like mm. the clinical nurse manager. Um, but yeah, I basically, for a couple of years when I qualified, worked for the biggest fucking gee bag <laughs> that ever existed. We got off on the wrong foot from day one. So basically, this person was renowned around the place that we worked. Every fucking student, every porter, every fucking junior doctor, every consultant knew who this bitch was. Mm, in a bad she way. was one scary motherfucker mm. and I had heard about her from first year and I didn't end up working on this ward until I was actually qualified and when I got my allocation as to the ward I was going to be working on I fucking burst into tears because I knew that I would not be able to cope with this person I just do- I don't deal well with bullies and particularly that like genre of bully like middle-aged woman I just can't cope um so yeah, I we got off from the wrong fucking start, uh, off on the wrong foot because basically, when you get an allocation there, she expects you to come to her and to, like before you start, which nobody has an obligation before they fucking start a job to come and like talk to the to the people, um. What? But yeah, yes, yeah, so you have to come and basically, um knock on her door meekly and you know not make eye contact and look at your shoes nervously and you know she basically will ignore you and give you some kind of abuse I never did that I was like fuck that I'm not doing this I'll just fucking go and do the work and whatever Mm. and she demanded to be called sister oh uh oh yeah so uh, anybody who knows no she's not a nun anybody who knows anything about nursing the, traditionally, the ward sister is the, the head nurse who's a nun because it was run by nuns. So traditionally, the the head nurse is called sister. So you would call you like Sister Conlon or whatever. So mm-hmm. sister and then their surname. So she demanded to be called sister. And from fucking day one, I was like, I'm not doing this hierarchy bullshit with this bitch. I'm calling her by her first name. 
like I would anybody fucking else. Mm. I'll call the consultant by the first name. I'm like, I'm not fucking calling you, sister. So from day one, I just called her by her first name. Yeah. So yeah, we got off to a really bad start. And then I worked there for a couple of years under the fucking tyranny mm. of this woman. So for a handover, like you weren't allowed to write anything down on a piece of paper. Um, you had to like remember all about your patients. It was all this like, it was basically run like the army and it was just, but it was, it was run well, to be fair. Like the patients were really well looked after, but it was run by fear. Mm. And we would take handover at half seven and she would arrive onto the ward at between eight and half eight. Mm. So you would see the ref- you could see there was like at the nurse's station, there was like a screen up and you could see on the screen from where you took handover the reflection of her door. And when mm. her door opened, you could physically see the atmosphere change mm. on the ward. Nurses mm. that were grown ass women who had fucking raised families would sit up straight sit on the edge of their chair people when they're handing over their voices would start to shake and Mm. she would come down the ward and when people would hear her footsteps you could you could literally you could hear a fucking penny drop people were fucking terrified of this bitch and the reason that they were terrified of her was not because she was such an outward cunt although she was obviously a gay bike but because she basically it was like Treat them mean, keep them keen. It was better. Well, it was actually really textbook gaslighting, coercive control, abuse. Mm. So she basically, she would talk to some people and then not talk to others. And then some days she would talk to you and be really nice. And then other days she would ignore you. So you never knew what to expect. So there was this, always this anticipatory fear Mm. that, and then people, because when she was nice to people, they would feel so good and so happy that they would do anything to please her. And, I was very, very much like, I'm not fucking doing this. Mm. I'm not, I wouldn't do this with my own fucking mother. I'm not doing it with anyone else's. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is fucking wild behavior. So she would come onto the ward and she would do this thing where she would like, she would aggressively like throw chairs around. So she would like move chairs. So like, she should be like, because she didn't like them stacked a certain way. So she would like really aggressively move chairs around and so people would get a fright and they would become really jolted um and then she would like quiz people on their patients and then rather than like shouting at you she would just like ignore you and walk away but you couldn't really yeah so you couldn't like speak to her unless she spoke to you and it was all very fucked up very fucked up so basically i had a family emergency in a different country so i had to fly in the middle of the night to a different country Mm -hmm. to attend a very fucking serious family emergency Mm. okay i then came back a couple of days later so I had to ring, I was supposed to be in work. I had to ring the, the night, the, the night matron or the night, the night sister or whatever and say, here, I'm not coming into work because this happened. Mm. Uh, and I need to fucking literally get on a plane in an hour. And the night sister was like, Oh my God, you need to, to go and sort this out. Everything's fine. Yeah. You poor con. Basically, I then got a message from herself with something like 14 missed calls or something fucking insane and a message saying uh i know that this thing that you went to sort out is now sorted you're in work in the morning and i was like bitch i'm in spain 
this this thing only just got sorted last night. I cannot just leave the country. I have things that I still need to sort out. And also, mm. get fucked. I'll be back when I'm fucking back. Yeah. I think I was gone for four days. And when I came back, all the other nurses were like crying when they saw me. They were like, oh, I'm so glad that everything's okay. They were like all so helpful and concerned. Mm. And this sister, this fucking head nurse and her little cronies of the fucking other little crony managers that she had like so badly abused into following her mm. because they were so desperate for her approval and attention they ignored me and they just Jesus. didn't speak to me okay guys we're gonna leave it here tune in next week to hear me really delve deeper into my drama <laughs>